y'all. The 2021 Elegant Excellence Goals Journal Shop is open. We just opened on Friday and have already sold out so much of our stock. I am thrilled at how much you are loving the new changes and additions. This little product is such a labor of love and it takes so many freaking months behind the scenes to work on it. It has been the better part of a year that we've been working on this edition. So I am so excited that you are thrilled about how much love and intention and how much we listened to your feedback and what else you wanted to better support you. Our reveal party last week was so much fun. Thank you if you were there live. If you missed it, you can watch it on the shop page. I will link that in the description below if you swipe up in this episode, or you can come visit my Instagram bio at Hillary Rushford. And of course, I'm also answering tons of cues on my Instagram stories and showing you more behind the scenes of how I use the journal myself. So come hang out with me there. You know, it is my favorite place to hang out with you. And today's episode is our final in a three-part series, giving you tastes of what's inside the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal. And this one, friend, is so good. So many reviews on the shop site talk about my arrow goals method specifically and how it gave them clarity, ahas, freedom, and peace they'd never felt before in their goals. So enjoy today's episode and then be sure to grab your very own 2021 journal before they sell out. <laughs> well, aren't you a cheeky one? You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Welcome, my dear, to our final episode in our three-part series on dreaming and goal setting. One of the most common questions I think we all wrestle with is, why do we get so overwhelmed in our daily to-do lists? Why are we so constantly disappointed that we have yet to achieve the things in our life we say we want the most? Another quarter or year goes by and we still haven't done or grown in that thing. I want to help you prioritize and get clear on which dreams matter most to you in a process that has been so helpful for me in my business and my personal life. It honestly helps me and Jeremy in our marriage. It helps us to break down our goals, simplify, and be able to celebrate because we actually achieve these goals instead of just constantly feeling like we are forever working on things and not reaching them. If you have the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal, after we uncovered our desires in the last episode, we used that inspiration to brainstorm any ideas for our audacious 10-year dreams, and then even more granular with our three-year goal ideas. If you don't have the journal yet, you can simply pause this episode and do that on a piece of paper now or do it after you listen today. What are my audacious 10-year dreams and what are my three-year goal ideas? And then we can end up with this big, beautiful vision of what life we would love to be true in 10 years and all that we want to make happen in the next three years. And we can sometimes become paralyzed with how much we want to do where to start. Or for a lot of us, we try to make it all happen and then we become exhausted and overwhelmed and discouraged and disappointed. That's why a huge part of the process inside the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal follow that follows these episodes are prioritizing, narrowing, 
becoming more of an essentialist in what we actually choose to invest our precious time, money, and energy in over the uh, months and weeks to come throughout our year. And one method that helps us do that from the top is dividing our dreams into six categories. So if you don't have your Elegant Excellence Goals Journal yet, after you've brainstormed your 10-year dreams and your three-year goals, simply make six rows on a piece of paper and top to bottom down the left-hand side, write these six headers. Prayer, why, domino, arrow, amplifier, and outlier. Outlier is at the last uh, last row at the bottom of the page. And you can swipe up to see those listed out in order from top to bottom if you want to pause this. But we take our brainstorm dreams and goals and we move them each into one of these categories. And we'll see why that matters. So a prayer is a dream that is not something you can work to make happen. It's simply an intention to hold. So my 10-year dream includes my parents being healthy and Jeremy having his dream job. But those are not goals for me to accomplish. They're not actions for me to take. They do tell me a lot about what I value. They might shift my actions in that I want to call my parents more or make a sacrifice down the road that supports Jeremy and his job. They tell me something about my heart, but I don't have to do anything. I can just pray, be present, hold that vision, whatever language speaks to you. A why, these aren't goals to make an action plan for either, but the motivation behind our goals. So maybe your 10-year dream is you can send your child to college or be a major donor to a nonprofit that's important to you. Those financial goals might inform the career path you choose, but they're the why, not the what or how. Or maybe you aren't a parent yet, but your dream is to be able to work part-time to stay home with your children or have the freedom to work remotely to travel. Again, those whys inform the goals and actions that you choose in your work, not as the what or the how, but the why. So right off the bat, we may find that a good fistful of things we've written on our 10-year dreams don't require us to push to make them happen. They're deeply important. We just don't have to work to keep them important to us which means we've already narrowed down our to-do list (laughs) without dismissing the things that are on it that have value, but our action list is a little lighter and smaller, and we can take a little sigh of relief as we just get going. The remaining goals are where we can get overwhelmed and we try to say yes to too many things and bite off more than we can chew. I've been in business for nine or 10 years working on this elegant excellence pursuit for maybe four or five, and I still say yes to lesser priorities all the time. (laughs) What I think is the hardest is when we see them all as trade-offs. I have to say yes or no, and the no means goodbye for forever. The dream or desire, hope, idea, revenue stream, opportunity is just lost for forever. That feels super intense. So we try to hold on to them. We try to hold on to all of them. What I find works better is instead to try to order them, organize them into priorities, into a story, 
a path, a river that flows from one thing to the other. And in this way, we aren't saying no, we're just saying not now. And instead of spending our time waffling and vacillating, trying to decide, we can step back and look at the story of our life, where we're headed, and the goals and dreams naturally fall into place. Or some of them may stand alone off the path, and we may get clarity to see they're not really part of the most important story. So our third category are dominoes. These goals happen when another goal is achieved first. So for me, that means after my style book is published is when I will really start doing a lot more speaking. Uh, Maybe it's after I hire for X role on my team, then I'll have the bandwidth to expand into X new revenue stream or idea. If you want to go off some sort of medication, That probably comes because you had some other goal you achieved first, like going to therapy or changing your diet. Like the goal isn't just to stop taking the pills tomorrow. It's to do some other goal so that next you are no longer taking the medication. So those are our domino goals. They happen after another goal is achieved first. An arrow goal is if you prioritize this, the rest will come. I think knowing your arrow goal and not letting other things distract you from it is perhaps the number one key to creating the life you want. I believe when we are the healthiest and have the best chance to grow in our happiness, we have one personal and one professional arrow goal that we're focusing on. And if the word professional doesn't resonate with you, you can swap that out. But it's the idea that we really have maybe one thing in our personal life and one thing creatively or in our volunteering if you aren't someone who chooses to work full time. For me, the professional arrow goal is my style book. Writing a book feels like the most impactful thing I can do the most important thing I'm called to. The reason I do the other things is to grow an audience for the book and then many other goals will come out of the book. In my personal life, I've gained so much clarity and freedom when I've taken all of my goals, like spend more time creating community, go to therapy to strengthen our marriage communication, go to therapy to deepen my own personal peace, learn French, work out, eat cleaner, like all amazing things. But when I choose the one that is most important, it orders everything else. So one summer, I realized that finishing decorating our new home actually was my arrow goal because it would give me more immediate peace than learning French, which was a longer term goal. It wasn't something I needed to make happen in the next six months or year. And once it was, once the home was done, then I would want to host more often for community. So that was a domino goal that would happen thanks to having finished the home. Being able to walk through a conversation of that with my husband, Jeremy, got us so on the same page. It let us let go of standing social commitments that were taking time in this season. We didn't sign up for French class. Every weekend, we got a few more things done on our home. Like We knew that was the shared goal and the main thing that we were working towards. So when you first organize this, you may find that you have a handful of arrow goals that are the most important or are the most important first on the path. And it takes some discernment for you to decide, should my arrow goal be something that's happening in, you know, 
six, 12, 18 months-ish, um, for me professionally, it's usually those longer-term things. Writing a book and saying, okay, it's probably going to actually be off to the printers in about 18 months. So that's the timeline that we're working on. Whereas getting our home done, that that may have been happening in three or six months, but it allowed me to just kind of clear out everything else and say, this is the top priority. And I see these other things as dominoes that are coming from that. Our final two categories get clearer when we start to look at our arrow goals. So next up are amplifiers. Our smaller goals that support our arrow goals are amplifiers. So when I write a book, then I will do more speaking. Speaking is a domino goal. But in order to sell the book well, I would need to grow my audience. So the audience growth is an amplifier goal. It's not the end goal. I would not be happy to just have a bigger audience and no book, but I see that it supports the arrow goal of the book. If your arrow goal is healing your migraines, maybe an elimination diet is an amplifier goal. It might not be the answer to the migraines, but it's one project on the path to figuring out how to reach the ultimate arrow goal of no migraines. Decorating our home could have been an amplifier goal, and this is when it really is about you, your personal story and what resonates with you rather than seeing this as some perfect formula. These are prompts that help us better unpack our goals and dreams to start to see the stories that emerge. So it could be that decorating the home was an amplifier because it it wasn't going to be the ultimate thing. You know, maybe creating more community where you live, that was the arrow goal. And decorating your home was an amplifier on the way to that. I think for us, even if the community hadn't come, decorating the home still felt like the arrow goal that was going to give us the, the most peace and that we wanted to make sure nothing else was competing with. And that after we reached that arrow goal, then we could decide, okay, of these next things, what is the most important from there? But we had clarity that that was the thing for us to focus on at the time. And then finally, outliers. We may end up with some goals that are not part of the broader path. And outliers may distract from our arrow goals. That doesn't mean that they're unimportant, but let's say that you share my vision for writing a book and speaking. And then you also have an idea for an app or a t-shirt line that you'd like to create. They aren't, those two things aren't going to support the book or come from the book. So the truth is they will very likely take focus away from the book, from your arrow goal. So many of your goals likely point to some key stories in your life. The amplifiers lead to the arrows, which lead to the dominoes. Maybe you have a personal and a professional story in your life, a river or a path where all these projects or goals kind of flow into the same big dreams. You know, we're, we're decorating this home to have more community and we're strengthening our marriage along the way and all of that kind of heads in the same direction. And then maybe you have a few that, again, it doesn't mean that they aren't important, but they might dangerously distract you and head down a path that is less impactful. Maybe it's ultimately more shallow, not as in um, vain, but just doesn't have the fulfilling depth in that 10-year plus picture of your life. So if you have five hours a week to dedicate to starting your t-shirt company or growing your audience, 
one supports your arrow goal of writing the book and one doesn't. Do you both make money in the long run? Yeah. But this isn't about justifying, well, but it's a good goal. It's a worthy goal. It's about heading down the most purposeful path for your life. I have, as you know, if you've been a long-time listener, started and stopped learning learning French a million times. And it is because there have been arrow goals that would more readily and really affect the quality of my life in the short term more. And French hasn't been a requirement on that path. It's been more of a nice to have than a need. It's kind of been an outlier. Now, if we move to France one day, which we might, then it will become a key amplifier as we focus our life on that arrow goal of moving. And then decorating a home, that kind of goes out the window because we're not going to be here in another year. So that doesn't, that's not really headed towards the arrow goal of, of moving to France. Now home decor becomes an outlier that we say, we shouldn't spend our time, money, and energy on this. Maybe deepening our relationships here in New York becomes less key. And we realize, you know, we, we don't want our hearts to be divided if we're trying to so pour into community in our last year here and have the arrow goal of, goal of moving to France. Maybe we should spend more of that time in, in French class rather than going on, you know, double dates. But for now, while we're rooted in New York, the decor and the community will make me feel happier in my daily life a year from now. So it doesn't mean that we have to abandon those goals, but we see them in their proper place and we make sure that if we invest in them, it's not at the expense of our arrow goal. So how do you know what your main story is and if these things are off topic? It's your gut intuition, discussing with friends, journaling, trial and error, uh, life wisdom, the ongoing process inside the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal. But when in doubt, don't panic or overthink. Just go with your gut and you can always change your mind later. I love giving that example of our life in New York and our life in France. They both may happen at different times, but you can see some of the exact same uh, projects or goals head towards one arrow goal or another. And as I talk out that story with myself, with my husband, it allows us to have peace and clarity of what we're doing in this season for the next three years and set some outliers off to the side so that we can really prioritize what's going to bring us the most joy now. And you can see in that example, it may shift in a few years. So therefore, we don't have to have that panicked feeling that if I don't learn French, I'm never going to learn it, and then I'm never going to live in France, and et cetera. We can just see, oh, that might come back in when I have a different arrow goal down the road. By the end of these six categories, what I found is that some of our goals we don't have to work at. Prayers and whys guide us, but they aren't part of the hustle we have to carry the weight of. So we can release them and breathe a little bit easier when we see that. Some are dominoes. They're coming down the road if we focus on the right things now. So we don't have to panic that they aren't happening right now. We can release them and see them off in the distance and see how we're going to get there. But again, we don't have to, to cram them in right now. A key few are arrows. They will make the biggest difference in your life. The less of them you focus on, the more likely you are to achieve them. In support of them, 
we have amplifiers. Those get us started down this path. Those point us in the direction of our arrow and help us to achieve it. They are valuable as long as they are truly pointing to the absolutely most important arrow in our life. And some we honor as outliers. We don't discount them as desires, but we put them in our pro- their proper place and don't let them distract us from our primary story. As much as we are excited about the t-shirt line or French, if in three years we've been spread too thin and haven't accomplished or something or grown in the way that we want to, would we wish we had paused them for the time being? Would we look back and wish we had better prioritized the arrow goal to actually make it happen? And I'll be honest, I do have that regret looking back. I can see arrow goals in my business that I wish that I had fought for more and been distracted by less. And I share that to say this is not easy. (laughs) Just because we understand the concept, it is much harder internally to actually war with ourselves, with our scarcity, with our FOMO, with our comparison, with the exciting opportunities and all of the abundant options that we have in this modern day and age. But this is the path of the essentialist who chooses less but better. This is how we prioritize our lives, how we find the story inside our dreams and goals that leads us to the most happiness and have the best chance at being further down that path in the next six months and beyond. So narrow until you have your one personal and one professional arrow goal for the next year-ish of your life, and I promise you will be closer to achieving it every day you fight to keep it a priority. I hope this teaching blesses you. Our work continues next together inside the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal. This work is not simple, but it is so powerful. And I'm so honored to help you with what I've learned and created over the years through lots of stumbling, failure, and uh, regret, guilt, shame, all the things. But it is creating so much more spaciousness, peace, joy, and pride in my life these days that I just cannot help but shout it from the rooftop. So I can't wait to help you more inside the journal and class as a student. And I will see you back here next week for a fresh episode of the You're Welcome podcast with grace and gumption. Till next Wednesday.